Welcome to the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller, thanks for joining us on Tuesday, January 25th. Glad you're along for the ride. We're going to talk houses here in just a second with a great listener question. There is one big major thing happening up in the sky today, and that is at 10.04 p.m., so East Coast time. That's when Mercury, which of course is in retrograde, retrogrades back into Capricorn. So between tonight and February 3rd, when Mercury turns direct again, it will track back six degrees in Capricorn. And you know, I love in astrology when you see a theme pop off the chart and then you see it repeat multiple times, then you know you've really got a lock on something that is energetically significant. And we've been on this for basically the whole month of January, this Capricorn challenge the old structures move into Aquarius where you reinvent and invigorate new structures and then move it into Pisces where we grow spiritually. It's just a beautiful picture. And here we see it again. So let's take not the communication piece of Mercury. Let's take the knowledge or intellect or thinking self part of Mercury. And let's explore that in Capricorn for just a minute because when it moves in there, and retraces over these almost 10 days, we are going to have an opportunity to challenge some old thought structures. So this would be a really good 10-day period to keep journal in hand. And as you capture things or become very aware and sensitive to things that you are thinking, thoughts that emerge, old habits that come up just automatically, and it's like, boom, that thought is right there. This would be a great time to challenge those. So we'll talk more about this over these next few days, but that kicks off tonight when Mercury moves into Capricorn. Now, typically I don't talk a lot about lunar aspects on here because they are so fast and there are so many of them that they we, we could just talk about that, but they are so quick that you really have to jump on them and be very energetically sensitive. But there are two today that we'll mention because we don't have a lot else happening up in the sky. The moon squares the sun this morning at 8.40 a.m., but then it turns around and trines Jupiter in Pisces at 9.01. So you've got a square to the sun at quarter till nine, and then a trine to Jupiter at nine. What I would do with that just personally is, again, journal in hand, Maybe some little spiritual inspirations that might even come from a tense situation. So if there is a little bit of sandpaper in your life somewhere, maybe there will be a light bulb, a spiritual blink of intuition, perhaps a perception of something that might come up this morning. And of course, that 9.01 and that 8.40 are East Coast times. Now, let's take a quick listener question. Hello. Could you please tell me what house system you prefer using and why? Thank you. You bet. And this is a question that comes up a lot. And it's something that there is no right answer. So one house system is the whole sign system. That was the very first one created by the ancients long ago who first put the wheel structure together from the original square horoscope chart. And like we say on this, when you're taking the infinite sky, the three-dimensional infinite sky, and you're reducing it to a doily, something's going to have to bend, and, and it's not all going to fit. But this is how they started, was the whole sign system. 
for the sake of time, I'm not going to go into the intricacies of whole of any of these in this little quick answer, but you can look those up on your own. So the whole sign system was the original system. Then, basically what they did is they wanted to lock the ascendant in place. So the next house system that was developed was the equal system, which basically took the degrees of the ascendant at any given point in time and made it the cusp of the 12 houses. Now, if you think about it, both of those systems were developed before the calculation of time entered our reality. Once we had time, then we could mark the difference exactly between the sunrise, the ascendant, and the midheaven, its highest point in the sky during the day. So those are the time-based systems. Placidus, Regimontanus, Koch, Porphyry, all of those are time-based systems. I use a blend, and I'll tell you why. Because there are too many good astrologers using whole sign now. It's had a revival. One of the best astrologers that I respect tremendously, one of the best in the world, is Robert Glasscock. He uses equal sign. He got that from Linda Goodman. Linda Goodman's sun sign book, as I understand it, is still the largest selling astrological book in history. Steve Forrest uses Placidus exclusively, and the reason he does, as he said, after 50 years of counseling people in evolutionary astrology, looking at the soul's journey, the soul's path, he says that Placidus paints the picture of the life overall better than any other system. Now, to me, there's a hair's bit of difference between Placidus and Equal, especially in the lower degrees of the Ascendant, and we won't go into that. But if you have a low degree of an Ascendant, then you have a pretty similar chart in Placidus to Equal. One of the problems with Placidus and the other time-based systems, and this is rare, but if you are born above 66 degrees latitude north or south, it breaks. You can't cast a chart. So basically, you're relegated then to either whole sign or equal. Now, I will tell you this. Last Saturday, we had a horary practicum class with Robert Glasscock. And for about 45 minutes, he talked about why he uses equal signs. And it is absolutely impressive. The accuracy factor of things like going into the chart and looking at birthmarks, being on the right or left side of the body, based on a male or a female. Now, Robert's been doing this for 55 years himself, and he has used this so effectively that he only will look at equal charts because he just said once he saw that, it squared it away for him. The other thing is rectifying birth times. So there's a technique that he teaches that you can rectify. At least you can determine whether the ascendant is correct. If you have children, you can use a technique that will determine that based on the order of your kids' births. The other thing you can do is move the midheaven one degree at a time. It's kind of a solar arc cousin technique. And you can look for synchronicities with exact events in other places in the chart. And again, equal sign does this best. So for a lot of those reasons, I have adopted using equal I use whole sign because I think you get a richness of perspective in using it. I use it basically on the chart that I set up every day to do these uh, daily podcasts because I can just see the symmetry easier. 
And we don't talk about houses because people listen at all times through the day or week, so we don't worry about putting things in houses as much here. So looking at a whole sign chart, it's just easier. A square is really easy to see. A trine is really easy to see. And also it helps me see what planets are in each sign. And of course, we kind of know as we follow it through as closely as we do here. But that's why I use the whole sign chart to do the podcast from. The other thing I think you have to do is you have to look at your own life. And here, personally, me, I would have to agree with what Steve Forrest said. Placidus reads me like a book. Now, I've had others, in fact, recently, where somebody said they use whole sign because they feel that it reads them better. So I think you just have to look at what fits you best, but to realize that in the brilliance of infinity, they all work. And that's incredible. Thank you so much for a great question, and thanks for listening. We'll see you back tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday. Bye-bye.